Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. And we are back with another movie franchise recap. And today we're going to be, or even though I just did the first one like a, a second ago, we are going to be moving on to the next movie. And the final one I'm doing tonight, I just want to do a few because I haven't give you, given you guys content in about a week, is going to be Aliens. The second movie in the Alien franchise directed by James Cameron. I also wanted to give a shout out to Brother Wade. He already knows who he is. He asked me to give him a shout out on the podcast. I forgot to do it in in the last episode, but I'm doing it now. So here's your shout out, Brother Wade. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, getting into Aliens and recapping this movie, I want to state this is my number one favorite movie in the Alien franchise. And I will be giving you my reasons why. Now, Alien 1 being a great horror movie, really set, and and one of the best sci-fi movies ever, and having one of the best uh, characters in cinema history, this movie had a lot to live up to. And normally, in Hollywood fashion, sequels don't do as well as the original. Well, Aliens is actually the one case when the sequel did better than the original did. Aliens was an amazing movie, okay? So, Aliens starts off, I believe, if I remember this correctly, even though I did rewatch through all these, I'm, I've am i watched a lot of movies, okay? There's a lot of dates and years and shit that have gone on, okay? Unless I watched the movie and directly went to now, I would remember it on the dot. And I'm not doing research, it's too late at night, but I believe it was 50 years after the first Alien movie that she was in cryosleep, because at the end of the first Alien movie, she gets into an escape pod, blows up the Nostromo, the alien's on the escape pod, she uh, shoots it out of the airlock hatch with a, uh, with a harpoon gun, I believe. And then went into hypersleep for 50 years. She was then picked up and was brought back to Earth, where she apparently was charged with a few crimes, but nothing to put her in jail. However, she got her uh, license, her driving license for like a specific carrier or whatever revoked, and she got demoted. And she was doing some work on the Earth, which, by the way, in the Alien franchise, you don't really get to see Earth. Just saying, that's the Predator's uh, thing. But, so yeah, that happened, and then she had this little small apartment. Then this crooked lawyer lawyer of hers comes in with the Colonial Marines um, captain, I believe it was. And they basically offer her money to go with the Colonial Marines to LV246, I believe was the name of the planet, where the alien was found. LV246? So... Something like that, okay? Maybe it was LV2246. It's a lot of fucking numbers and, and years and shit. Jeez, them. But, yeah. So, in other words, if you don't really care about the specific planet name, the planet that looks like fucking Jupiter or Saturn, they go to, to because they have a colony there now where they originally found the aliens on the engineer ship. And it went dark. Basically, what happens was they found the alien. They found the alien eggs in the ship. Again, the colonists did. It wasn't the Nostromo crew, but the colonists found the alien eggs, and the facehuggers came out of their eggs, latched themselves on top of or on the faces of multiple colonists, breeding multiple aliens, which ended up killing most of the facility. 
and the inhabitants of the colony. So it went dark, and the alien colonial marines are going there, and Ripley is said to be a supervisor to kind of just let them know what's going on and give them information about this alien species if this is actually what's causing the thing. Now, the guy, Mr. Lawyer, he really knows that these things are here. And, um, he doesn't really tell Ripley, but he's just like, yeah, you know, just come with us, you know, you'll have the colonial marines, you know, they're built to fucking, and trained to fight, you know, fucking the worst of the worst. They got, you know, some of the highest tech weaponry in the galaxy, and you're, you know, you'll be safe, you're just coming as an advisor. So she accepts, because he promises he'll get her license back that she got revoked from her. So that means she can make more money, essentially, and have a living in a better apartment than she's living in. And so they set out. And they actually approach the planet. They wake up. We get a little bit of a meeting of the whole team. Uh, We get the guy that plays um, Kyle Reese in the first Terminator movie. I forgot what the actor's name was, but he's in it. Bill Paxton was in it. He played Corporal... Hit. I don't know. No, wait. I don't think he was Corporal Hicks. I think the guy that Kyle, the guy that played Kyle Kyle Reese played Corporal Hicks. I'm pretty sure. But uh, Bill Paxton was in both the Aliens sequel and the Predator sequel, which I find funny that the same guy plays in both those movies, which the universes are apparently connected. So is it like his grandson or something or a clone or whatever? That I could never wrap my head around. But anyway, so yeah, he's there, and they got some more Marines. So they drop down to the planet. And what do you know? So, essentially, when Ripley was being interrogated for the crimes of blowing up the Nostromo and stuff, she told them about the aliens, right? The corporate people and the lawyers and all the legal department about this alien that bleeds acid blood and how it took out the whole ship and how it's dangerous. And they pretty much scoff it off like, yeah, this never happened. We aren't going to take ownership of this and it's all going to fall on you. And we're just going to say that you're crazy and that you need a mental evalu or a psyche evaluation, which she has to go get quite a few of them. And she got cleared enough to be able to work and stuff, but still she had to go to uh, psychiatric evaluations because she's crazy. Really, the the company they they call it the company in the movie, but it's Wayland Utani Corp, aka the company. They pretty much sent these people to pretty much just put all the blame on her and say that she's crazy, and you know that way obviously the secrets don't get out. But yeah, so everybody on the colony had been killed by aliens and or impregnated and then killed upon the alien coming out of their chest because they're called chest bursters, and. So now they are roaming throughout the facility and they start to find out that Ripley's story is not so crazy. They see signs of fighting, struggles, barricades. Uh, they find alien face huggers inside of these tubes uh, that where they were kept alive and in stasis for testing or transport back to Earth. And they're like, yeah, so Ripley's not crazy. But at this point, the some of the colonial marines had already stumbled into an alien hive. Where, what if you, if you guys don't know what an alien hive is, basically they're hiding in the walls because the walls and the aliens look very similar so they can like hide in plain sight. And this is also where they bring people and they put them in the hive in this like stringy, gooey fucking wall shit. And then it, it pretty much keeps them trapped like a spider web. 
and then allows the facehugger to latch onto its face, put the embryo down their throat into their chest, which forms an alien that bursts out of their chest, killing the host. But the alien then gets born. That's pretty much how they multiply. And they, a lot of the colonial marines die. Now, one thing I did not cover in the first Alien movie is that the aliens have acid for blood. Which means if you shoot and get the acid on you, you're going to burn to death. Or be very disfigured. Well, our lovely colonial marines are firing and learning very quickly that their blood is deadly. Some of the marines get burnt badly, some of them get killed, and some just have their armor completely melted off. And also in the Aliens universe, there are synthetics, which are synthetic people. They look like humans. They talk like humans. You really couldn't tell unless they had a malfunction or if they were ripped in half that they weren't humans because they don't bleed blood. They bleed this white milk-looking shit. I call it milk. I mean, in the movie, it's it's synthetic fluids, but I call it milk because legitimately it looks like milk. And they got, like... They have, like, fake intestines and everything, but it's, instead of it being, like, actual, like, intestines or whatever, it's, it's, uh, it's, like, vacuum, plastic, uh, tubes in their body and stuff. It's just, it's all a bunch of funny shit. But anyway, so yeah. And they kind of help out with, like, protocols and, and hypersleep. They don't go to sleep. What synthetics do is they stay awake or operational the whole ship flight. And then awaken the crew from hypersleep. Essentially, that's what they do. They're designed to be awake or online that whole trip. So you're talking 50 years of an android robot just roaming the ship. But it also doesn't cost to feed an android or whatever because it's an android. So, but yeah, anyways, um, so a lot of our colonial marines get killed. And I know what you're saying. How does this make it a great movie? It makes it one of the best sci-fi action movies other than Predator. Because up until Alien 2, we thought of Alien as a horror movie. But now Alien's been turned into an action movie. Adding the Colonial Marines into the movie made Alien a action movie rather than a horror movie. Because you were seeing the Marines firing the aliens. Like, like it was very heart, uh, heart racing, adrenaline filled. Like, because, you know, they're firing in all directions, shooting at all the different, you know, hundreds of aliens, thousands of aliens coming after them. And one thing I really liked about Colonial Marines is they had a different tracker system. So for those of you that's played Alien Isolation or watched the first Alien movie, they have a tracker in that. But it's different than the Colonial Marines. The Colonial Marines have a more advanced tracker. And it's not, it doesn't pick up just like a few hundred feet. It picks up, like we're talking miles. Like the whole, like a good portion of the complex it picks up. And you go from seeing one signature to hundreds moving close to them. And they're looking frantically in front of them, behind them. They can't see anything. Till they go up to the roof and realize hundreds of aliens are up in the rafters above them or below them. And they're like, oh, fuck, we're screwed. Now, one of the great innovations about Aliens was the fact that Wayland yutani obviously became one of the most greedy, evil corporations in that movie. It was very obvious from the beginning that they were trying to cover things up and put everything on Ripley and make it a, that she's, you know, insane. And then we had the Colonial Marines, which make the movie action-filled, which I actually enjoyed it because it was really chaotic because everybody was freaking out. And it didn't make me scared. It just made my heart like, it made my adrenaline go up, my heart 
beat really fucking fast. But it was awesome because I was like, I'm having fun, but at the same time, I'm fucking, like, you know, scared shitless for the people in the movie. I wasn't scared, but you know what I mean? Like, I was very into it. I was very engaged in the movie, and it just made you want to, you know, sit on the edge of your seat and watch more. And it was awesome. Literally awesome. Because you felt, you know, they had sentry guns and stuff. They didn't have much ammo on them. They were pretty much running out of resources, out of ways to defend themselves. And it was like, dude, this shit's getting good. And... They, of course, have to add in the self-destruct sequence at the end of this movie, too. Because the whole f- facility is run off a fusion reactor, a.k.a. nuclear power. So the fusion reactor is going to go in, like, a few hours, and they have to find a way off the ship. So Bishop Wayland, well, Bishop is the name of the android, designed after Bishop Wayland from AVP and Alien 3. It's fucking... The timelines are all confusing. I, I'm not even going to try to explain them to you guys because I don't even understand them. I've done... I've read all the Predator and Alien comic books from Dark Horse. I've played the video games, all of them that I can, and I have played... I've watched all the movies, and I could not fucking tell you the, the storyline on a... It's just... It makes no sense. Continuity errors everywhere. But... So... He calls in one of the alien, or not the alien, one of the Colonial Marines dropships manually. And at this point, there's this little girl throughout the whole entire movie that uh, Ripley befriends called Newt because her daughter died of old age. Because Amanda Ripley was born, and while for 50 years while Ripley was in cryosleep, her daughter had grown and lived a full life. And if you play Alien Isolation, you get to play as Ellen Ripley's daughter, who did come in contact with the Xenomorph um, race, or the Xenomorph um, species, race, species, and she had to deal with the horrors like her mother did, but she ended up escaping and being fine, because she was in Alien 2, so she was rescued at the end of Alien Isolation. They make it seem like it's a mystery, like, oh, did she survive? But she did, because she's in Alien 2. She died of old age. She missed her out on her whole, uh, her whole kid's childhood. So in turn, she befriended and kind of treated this kid from this planet, uh, this colony that she doesn't really know, as her own kid. And her name was Newt. Well, she called her Newt. Um, I think her name was Abigail, but she called her Newt, but anyway, so Newt ended up, uh, getting pulled down into the gutter system by aliens. Yeah. So she ends up going into the fusion reactor because that's where she was. She fell underneath the fusion reactor to find Newt. Not only does she get into an alien hive... She meets the queen alien, one big, bad motherfucker. We're talking three times the size of the normal alien. This bitch is laying eggs, got four arms, one long-ass tail, and her inner jaw, which is what they call, like, the mouth, because the xenomorph or alien mouth, there's, like, the normal mouth with teeth, but that's not the mouth that kills you. It's the mouth inside of the mouth. Because what happens is their tongue has teeth on it. And it just literally destroys skulls. So, she saves Newt. Gets her out of the fucking hive. But the queen's hot on the trail. They think they've gotten rid of the queen. They escape the complex. They escape, 
the, uh, the facility, the fucking, um, the, uh, the compound, the fucking, ah, what the fuck's the name of it? Um, the colony, and they get back to the main colonial marine ship. Guess what? The fucking alien queen decided to hitch a ride on the fucking aircraft the whole time. She rips Bishop Whalen, the fucking android, in half. Newt hides. Uh, Ripley gets into a power loader and proceeds to fuck up the alien queen. She opens up uh, the blast doors, which opens them up to the vacuum of space. And gets the queen sucked out of the ship. Very much like the first Alien movie, except the Queen Alien's like ten times bigger. So, then she closes the door, and they all get put into hypersleep, where they will go for the next few few years, I think. I think. Uh, Alien 3, I'm going to have to look up how many years they were in hypersleep, because there's always big jumps. Uh, and Alien 4 is a 200 fucking year jump. Yeah, that one's gonna be fucking so fun to cover. I hate Alien 4. Can't, if you guys want me to rant, and you can't wait to hear me rant, Alien 4, just wait for it. It's gonna be fucking great. Um, but yeah, no. So then they go to sleep uh, up until the point where Alien 3 will pick off and start up. So, Alien 2 did a lot of great things. Um, and, and first off, it, it started off with showing Ripley's PTSD from the first movie. She thought she had an alien inside of her and was very paranoid about it, but she doesn't. So that's good news about Ripley. She does not have a alien inside of her. It's great news. Great news. But at the same time, um, she's always going to have to deal with that PTSD and that uh, guilt. Not to mention she's having legal actions pressed against her which fuck up her life and her income and then she decides to take another dangerous job back to the planet where the aliens were found to just get back her license so that way she can make money and live a better life and have a better apartment. And in turn she ends up getting into another fucking hell but this time it's ten times worse because it's more than just one alien. And she ends up losing more friends. And the fucking crooked lawyer that sent her on the fucking mission and went with her to protect the alien that he didn't know was there. He was like, yeah, we're going to kill them. He gets there. He's like, yeah, we're not killing them. We're going to take them back and we're going to study them. We're going to give them to the bioweapons division. It's going to be a lot of money. And because Ripley says no, he basically tries to kill Ripley and Newt by locking them in a room full of facehuggers. Oh, two facehuggers that are still alive and hiding in the room. Yeah, he tried to fucking kill them just because they didn't want to bring the alien back. Fucking ridiculous, I know. But, so that's what they do. And, um, that was cool. They added action to it. More suspense. Adding the queen alien in, a new alien type. That was nice. I mean, the aliens did get a redesign, but it was nice to see the queen alien, like, a head honcho. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. When I saw that, I was like, that's badass. Like, I fucking love that. You see the queen alien a few times. You see the queen alien in Alien 4, but she's, uh... She doesn't really play a big role in Alien 4. Um, and you see an alien in... Uh, the alien queen in Aliens. And you see the alien queen in AVP, number one. That's the only time you see the queen. She has, like, three appearances. But Aliens, my favorite. It's got action, it shows Ripley still being a badass character, but she also has PTSD, so it's realistic. Um, 
and you know you just have some some really good cast. You have the guy that plays Kyle Reese, like I said from the first Terminator. You have Bill Paxton, great fucking character, great actor himself. Um, and you know you just have more suspense. Uh, it's just, it, it was just such a good movie for me, you know, I, I like the action, it was a big part of why I loved it, and showing the effects of Alien 1 to Alien 2, and how it, the effects, you know, were taken upon by Ripley, and how she is affected by that whole incident, that was nice, that was awesome, I loved what they did with that movie, and if it were up to me, I would be like, fucking Alien, Alien 2 should have been Alien 1, but, then it wouldn't make sense of how she met the aliens before and stuff, but Alien 2 was a great movie. Uh, my favorite of the Alien franchise. But that is going to wrap it up for episode 2 of the movie franchise recap. And this has been episode 2 of season 1, the Aliens movie. It's called Aliens, but it's also Alien 2. Our next review, or not review, our next recap will be for Alien 3. Now, Alien 3 is when I start to get really hard on the Alien franchise. Instead of praising Alien, the Alien franchise for what it is, I'm going to kind of start bashing on it. Because Alien 3 is when things take a deep dive down for Alien. Alien's a franchise where the first two were good. Well, the first one was good. The second one was great. Then Alien 3 was okay. Alien 4 or Alien Resurrection was fucking dog shit. Like, bottom of the pile. Prometheus brought it up a little bit, but not a shit ton better. It's an alien movie, but it's also not an alien movie at the same time. It's a prequel, but so is an Alien Covenant. But Alien Covenant, in my opinion, was a good, really good movie. And I, I would say Alien Covenant would be on the level of Alien, uh, just below Alien 1. It's better than Alien 3. It's better than Alien Resurrection, but it's not better than 1 or 2 by by any means. But I, I really enjoyed uh, Alien Covenant, but... We'll get to that later. I still have to rewatch Alien Covenant. Uh, that is currently the only Alien movie that I do have to rewatch. I don't own Prometheus, so I couldn't watch Prometheus. I know I could probably pick it up cheap somewhere, but I'm kind of waiting to see if it'll ever ever appear in the five dollar bin. If I can find it in the five dollar bin, I'll be buying that motherfucker. But yeah, um, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope you all can't wait because now I'm gonna start raging and ranting about the Alien franchise, and after we do the Alien franchise and we cover all those movies, we're gonna move on to the Predator franchise next. And the Predator franchise is not as long as the Alien franchise. There's only four Predator movies, and like I said, we're doing AVP as its own thing. Alien has, like, six movies, including Prometheus. Five, if you just count the 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 ones that are called Alien. Because you have Alien 1, Alien 2, Alien 3, Alien 4, Alien Covenant. Prometheus is a prequel, but technically in the Alien universe, so you could count it as six films, but the ones that are considered with the Alien title, there's only five. Predator has four. They had three up until recently, and 2018, I believe, is when they made The Predator. That was a big letdown, but it was better than Predators, in my opinion. But, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast, and... You know, if you guys, uh, you guys can uh, go to our Facebook page. You can go to uh, Anchor and send in voice messages, and you know, give us your opinions on what you thought about Alien, what you thought about Alien Two. The whole, the whole piece um, with 
this uh, movie recap series is, you know, you guys can give your honest opinions on what you think. Like, if you want to have a conversation with me about Alien or Aliens, send in your thoughts on Facebook at any time, and we can have a discussion over Facebook about the Alien franchise or the Predator franchise. You know, it doesn't have to be... um, it doesn't have to be the same where you just listen to my opinion. If you want to have a conversation with me, you can do it through the Facebook page. You can send in messages. You can um, send in voice messages to be put into a podcast. Uh, so, for instance, if you wanted to do, like, a Q&A, then I could do a Q&A, and I could put in your segment, your voice segment, and then put... And then after that, answer it with my own Um recording but yeah so ultimately if you guys just want to have a conversation go to the facebook page send messages in through the facebook page i will definitely respond nobody sent messages in in a long time the one time i had a message was from my cousin who was trying to promote his asmr channel that died quickly so the page is always there for you guys if you want to have a discussion on anything because although we podcast we like to be open and communicate with the community obviously if you're not asking like questions like where you live where you attend school and shit i'm not obviously going to tell you that information but if you want to talk about like movies and stuff i'll be willing to do that any day of the week but i hope you all enjoyed i tend to say this like three times a podcast but and we'll see you all in the next one where we do our next coverage on alien 3